Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Andy J Podcast. podcast hey welcome to another episode of the andy j podcast now today's guest i mean when i look at his achievements you just kind of go whoa this is epic all right first up he was the oldest player to score a premier league goal aged 40 years 268 days he's also won the champions league three premier league titles the fa cup he's played for west ham portsmouth Forest, Spurs, Manchester United, of course, then other places like Colchester United and so on. 51 caps for England, 11 goals, he's played at World Cups. Euro 96 legend, you know who I'm talking about. Well, you probably have already seen it in the blurb. Did you know he was also in The Masked Singer? Well, we'll be diving into that as well. It's Teddy Sheringham. Let's get straight into the conversation and thank you for downloading this episode. Here we go, here's Teddy. Podcast. Now I am so pleased to welcome my next guest, although I'm slightly nervous I'm not going to be able to do him a suitable service building him up because he's, well, he's a footballing icon. It's a proper legend. It's a man who, here we go, it's a man who in 20, 30 years' time is going to be the answer to every pub quiz question when it comes to football. It's the legend that is Mr. Teddy Sheringham. How are you doing, Teddy? Uh, good morning. Yeah, not bad, not bad, Andy. Teddy, not, you yeah. sent me the challenge off air so our listeners know <laughs> I've given you a proper yeah. build-up. And I, th- you put me on the spot a bit with that. <laughs> yeah, no, very nice. Good morning to you, mate. I good feel morning. I've let you down. I feel like, how do I... How no, do I no, probably... <laughs> uh, there's a lot worse than that, mate. I've been um, delivered a lot worse than that. Yeah, but it hasn't competed with previous interviews you've done this week, Teddy. So what can I say? I've I've not given you the through ball you were looking for. <laughs> I can I can work with it. <laughs> well, you can. Do you know, Teddy? That is one of the things. You obviously everybody knows everything you've achieved in football. It's unbelievable household name across the land. But one of the things that you were specifically known for was your remarkable footballing brain. And everyone always commented on it. Whenever you were playing, all the commentators went on about it. Did you ever find that a bit frustrating? Well, well, yeah, I found it a little bit puzzling. Really, I, I think it was a case of people being nice to me because I, I wasn't the quickest. So they probably just kept thinking to, some, to themselves, how the hell does he keep getting chances? How does he keep scoring goals? So he must be clever because he's <laughs> certainly not quick. So, you know, that's that's the way I look at it. I, d- I don't know. I wonder if it does you a bit of a disservice, Teddy, because it almost makes it out that you're not a great footballer. You just think, that, think really read the game sort of thing, which is absolute nonsense. You can tra- trap a ball from a thousand yards and score from well, any part of the pitch. It, Job yeah. done, isn't it? Yeah, everybody has their different um, ways of playing football, don't they? That's what makes it so so exciting and so beautiful. The game that you know you have to put all these different players and the way we look at the game, all and you have to fit them all together into a team, and it's that's what makes it so exciting. I mean, Teddy, you you were managed 
Well, you managed to keep your career going longer than anyone else in terms of outfield in the Premier League. You know, the oldest yeah. player to score a Premier League goal. What were you, 40, 40 years, 268 days? Yeah. You clearly, a lot of players would have just gone, I've had a couple of knocks. I've, I've got enough money in the bank. That's fine. That'll do. I'll just stop now. But I'm assuming you kept playing because you absolutely love it. Yeah, I was very fortunate that I didn't get the injuries that a lot of people had. Um, you know, big broken legs or knee reconstructions or whatever, you know, and, you know, so, you know, and I still had the hunger to carry on and people still wanted me to, to carry on playing for their teams. And it was like, do you know what? I enjoyed that last season. I'll, I'll do that again next season. And, and it, and it just carried on like that and again and again. And it was like, yeah, why not? So, um, I was still enjoying myself. I was still fit and being able to compete and loved every minute of being a professional footballer. So that's that's what carried me on. Did you take it for granted at all, Teddy? Because you obviously you were watching people were retiring a lot younger than you. You were seeing people get nasty injuries. Did you sort of think, oh, I'm I'm all right. I'm I'm untouchable. Or, or, or were you sort of aware that you were you were uniquely placed? I never ever took anything for granted. My I, my dad always told me never never worry about what you haven't got. Enjoy what you have got. And it was uh, special special to be paid to be a professional footballer. So I loved every minute of it and wanted it to continue. Yeah, well, and you kept it going brilliantly. And of course, you've also. Mm-hmm tried your hand in management as well with Stevenage and then the uh, the ATK of the Indian Super League. Is that something yeah. that, that sort of excited you? You didn't do it for, for the longest time. Is it something you think you would, you'd you be intrigued by if the right thing came up again or are you you sort of finished with that? Um, I don't think so now. I don't think I'm really going to get that opportunity now either. Um, I, I did enjoy it. I, I came out of football after playing for such a long time and thought, you know, I don't want to carry on being involved in football. And I had five years out and I thought to myself, Do you know what? I think I should have a go at this. Um, so got back into the coaching side of it where West Ham was coaching the strikers. Yeah. And then, then the Stevenage job came up very quickly after that. It was like, Do you know what? Let's give it a go. And it, it was probably a bit early in my managerial status that that, that came along. I, I needed a little bit more learning to do, but... It was definitely a culture shock going into a different um, environment as in being a manager. Mm. Uh, but loved every minute of that as well. And then, then you know, things didn't go according to plan. I ended up going to India as well and having another go and enjoyed that in a, in the, in a funnier scenario. But, um, you know, things haven't worked out on the, on the management side. And I, I'm glad that I've had a go at it, though, because I, now I know what Gareth's going through this week and what Pep Guardiola, what it takes him to be such a special manager and appreciate how good they are, really. Yes, it gives you that. It makes you even more informed, doesn't it? Because, of course, you do it, masses of punditry. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It gives gives you an even bigger kind of viewpoint and perspective. Um, Teddy, I've got one for you because I've heard on the grapevine, and I wonder if you can clear this up for me. Are you familiar with the, uh, the film franchise, The Guardians of the Galaxy? No. Okay, well, I'll I'll have to explain it in that case. So it's a Marvel. They're they're Marvel movies with these superheroes in, and uh, anyway, there's going to be a. I think they're filming the third film right now. Trouble is, you don't know about it, which makes this question slightly slightly rubbish. Because I was going to ask if you are playing the character of Groot, who is a tree. <laughs> yes, I, I did actually go. Uh, that, no, that's definitely not me. 
I um, <laughs> I did actually, I was going away shortly after being appearing as the tree and some little kid come up to me and like barged in amongst five or six of my mates and went, excuse me, mate, was you the tree on ITV? Can I have your autograph, please? And it was like, <laughs> you all 25 years of being a footballer, and they come up and ask them for me autograph because I was a tree. <laughs> uh, brought me back down to earth. How was the Mars Singer while we're, while we're on it? Did you did you enjoy it? Was it was all right. It was all right. It, it, you know, it was so secretive, everything going along, but the actual, the revealing of it and people coming on the phone to me and saying, you didn't even tell us that it was you on there after performing for a few weeks. Yeah, it was, that was, it was quite fun. <laughs> did you have anyone that thought they knew it was you in the middle because we talk we sort of hear a lot about initiations when a player joins a club and more often than not you hear that a player's got to stand up on a chair in front of the rest of the squad and sing for them a bit of a cappella. I'm guessing yeah. you've had to do that several times no do you know I've never actually done that really? I, don't, I don't know why I don't know why I've never actually done it but I've, cut, I've managed to avoid it um <laughs> but there were a couple of friends and friends wives that went I'm telling you, that's Teddy when they were sitting at home, uh, when they first heard me. I think it was um, the Madness song, It Must Be Love. And they went, I'm telling you, that's Teddy on there. But there weren't too many. I think there was more people shocked than there was of actually saying I knew it was me. <laughs> Did you enjoy keeping the secret or was it all a bit weird? Yeah, no, it was great. It was, it was, uh, it was great to keep that secret. So when it came out, it was, it was a big shock to a lot of people. I love it. Have you kept the costume? No, oh. no, 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 no. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done with that. It was huge, wasn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, but that's why I was wondering if you had like a special room for it, which, you know, with an extra high roof or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I haven't. No. Oh, well, oh, well, not to worry. Teddy, let's let's reflect on you because I, I know we've obviously got to get on to, you know, the fear of missing football coming home and, and, and the kind of importance of, of spending carefully online and so on. And we will get onto that in a moment. But just while I got you, you know, just reflect on your phenomenal footballing career for me. You can't sort of sum it up in a soundbite, but you had the best job in the world, didn't you? And, and you played at the, the best level for the best clubs. What what really kind of rings home for you? What do you when you look in the mirror? What do you think of when when you've when you look back at your incredible career? Um, just just what a privilege it was to get paid to play football. Really, it's all I ever wanted to do when I was a kid, like like most kids. Um, didn't think I was going to get that chance because I, I was at Kiddies, uh, Tottenham, Crystal Palace, Leighton Orient, all gave me letters to say thank you, but thanks, but no thanks, you're not good enough. So I didn't think I was going to be a footballer until you know I got the chance to sign an apprenticeship at, at Millwall and then went into a professional and I got to the next level and the next level. And I was just loving that I was getting paid. It wasn't a lot of money, but I was getting paid to play football and, and train and make myself stronger and, and get fitter. And it was a lovely life. And I went from the next level to the next level. And before I knew it, through that love of that sport, I got to play for the top clubs and playing for England and, you know, Euro 96 and whatever. It, it was it was a privilege, which is probably why I carried on playing for, for so long because it was it was what a life you know yeah. if you had to choose a life when you're coming out of school what do you want to do for the next 25 years you ain't going much further away from what I did so I had a lovely time doing it and uh, appreciated every minute of it if I could put you back on the field again say 
I don't know, in, in the heyday, and you could choose who you would have playing around you, from the England lads to the Spurs lads to the Man United lads, who would you have? Who would be who would be your dream front line? Uh, I would like to play alongside Harry Kane. Obviously, I think he's the best. I think he's very aware of other, other people around him as well. But I think he's a deadly goal scorer. I really like Foden at the moment. Mason Mount sees a through ball beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they'll, they've, they've got to go to some some career, these boys, to beat someone like Paul Gascoigne, though. He was special on his day. You know, he was a very, very talented boy, probably the best of our generation. And I think, you know, someone like Foden might be able to get close to that. And uh, I wish him well on that yeah. front. But, um, you know, playing, playing with players like that, just, just awesome, you know. Kevin De Bruyne, outstanding player. Uh, anybody that sees a pass, first time passes that can give you that extra half second on the pitch is is invaluable to me. Darren Anderton was one of my favourites that I played. Always gave it to me early. Always exactly where I wanted it, and you know he just knew. He just had that awareness on the pitch. So Paul Scholes was another one. You know he just knew his surroundings all the time. That he gave you time and space on the ball because of how he passed the ball to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are incredible players you, you're referencing. And obviously, you, you mentioned how special Gaza was. We obviously, as, as viewers, were enchanted by him. When you were on the field with him, like Euro 96, for example, which was, I mean, the best party the nation's seen. It was just brilliant. Were you aware that he was that good? Did you know I'm playing with someone that is just a, a different level? Um... Yes. Yeah, I don't think you actually look at him like that because everybody's got their kind of little deficiencies and downfalls in them, and, you know, but you hope that they don't produce those moments. Mm-hmm. You know, he had, he had produced moments of brilliance. So I can remember training with England once with 24 of the best players in England, and he did say, I can't even remember exactly what it was, but I just, can just remember all of us standing there and going, oh, God, oh, that's just... I can't believe you've just done that. And we all just stopped in amazement that, I don't know what it was, he might have gone past a couple of people and bent it in the top corner, but it was just so special that when he produced that moment of, of brilliance with, against Scotland when he scored um, against Andy Gorham, yeah. you know, it didn't surprise us because he had it in abundance and he could pull it out at, at will. And to do it on the biggest stage just made him even more so special for me. Yeah, absolutely. What, what sort of memorabilia have you got around about, about those moments, Teddy? Have you got just the memories or have you got like that famous dentist chair celebration? I, I love the idea that you might have a massive picture of that <laughs> on your wall somewhere or something. I've actually got a dentist chair in my living room that I sit in every now and again and my <laughs> wife pours, pours vodka down my neck. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was true, Teddy. That. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if be I'd have crazy. gone back over to if I'd have gone back over to Hong Kong and bought the chair from the China Jump and said I want to put that in my living room? <laughs> I should have done that. That would have been amazing. Love the football's on half time. You know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice. <laughs> but do you have like a do you have like a trophy room or something where you got sh- sort of shirts from the the kind of lads you played with or against? Have you because a lot of footballers I- kind of do that, don't they? I, I do have a trophy cabinet, and uh, when I when I built my house that I've got now, I thought to myself, yeah, and I'll have a little trophy cabinet there, and I thought I'll put that in it, and I thought, oh, I'll put that in it, and I'll, 
I'll put that in it. I'll put that in it as well. And it was like, blimey, I'm going to need a big trophy cabinet. So I've got a big trophy cabinet. I've got uh, Champions League medals, Champions League trophies, PFA player trophies, football writers trophies, England caps, uh, medals that I've won, different club Millwall. Uh, supporters, player of the year, trophy, West Ham, player of the year. You know, all things like that. And if, when you add it all up, it was like, wow, that would be nice to put that sort of stuff on show. Not not yeah. that lots of people see it, but um, when friends come around, they're like, wow, I didn't realise you won that and didn't realise you won that. So golden boots and stuff like that, you know, from different leagues. So, you know, little things that make you look back and go, yeah, that wasn't bad, was it? Yeah, well, well, every single thing you've just listed there, Terry, is basically amazing. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, it, it keeps getting better. Fair dues, yeah. fair play to you, man. Yeah, you could have a little museum, couldn't you, really? <laughs> well, not, not quite that big, but I'm, I'm quite happy with what, what's in there. Well, look, let's, let's look ahead to the Euros, because, of course, you know, it's fast approaching. The nation needs this, like you wouldn't believe as well, doesn't it? It's, it's so well-timed for us. Yeah, um, which is why I'm working for Nationwide Building Society at the moment to um, to keep people aware of the, the fraudsters that are about um, and that for online ticket buying, just to be very, very careful to make sure that your your um, bank details are, are up to date and that you can you've got your your codes that you you, you punch in when you're buying these tickets because there's people out there to to ruin your day nick all your money off you and, and you won't end up seeing what you want to see as well. So just to make, you know, nationwide and making everybody very aware of, of what's going on out there and uh, be careful when you're buying these tickets, not just for the football, but for, for, for things like Wimbledon and concerts and whatnot. So um, just be aware out there. Yeah, because this is, I mean, this is very relevant right now, isn't it? Because we've all had the lockdown and because everyone knows just what we've missed out, you've got a surge of people. I think it's something like 59% of people are desperate to be attending matches, gigs and shows now that things are lifting. So there will be a kind of swarm of people going for tickets super, super quickly. Do we have to be extra careful right now then, Teddy? Is it is it sort of... Uh, it, yes, yes, because of that reason. Because, you, you know, everyone's eager to get out there, aren't they? They want, they want, to, they want to get tickets for, for this and that, you know, and because of that, the fraudsters know that, that that's how people are and that you'll pay extra money maybe or if you get see a, see a little, um, you know, three tickets for the price of one, you know, be very cautious about things like that because, you know, they're, they're there to, to scam you on, on different things. More often than not, if, if things seem too good to be true, they often are. So just be very aware and try and use the, the, norm, the 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 big forums that you can buy the tickets from. Yeah, go for a trusted source. And like you say, that a lot of these things have got that t- sort of two-step verification things nowadays, haven't they? Yes, yeah, they have, yeah. And, and nationwide, if you want to know more about that, get on their, their app and, and uh, look into it a little bit deeper and, and they'll talk you through it. A lot of this, Teddy, is is sort of people cashing in on on FOMO, isn't it? The fear of missing out, and that's uh, yeah. we've we've all missed out so much recently that no one wants to miss a thing now. Which is why, like you say, there are these kind of scammers and so on. Let's talk about your FOMO, Teddy, because you know, as you've said, you you weren't sort of injured too often in your career. You you were able to kind of get involved as much as possible. So, what is the what does the modern day Terry have have FOMO of? What what sort of things do you get worried that you're going to miss out on? Mm. Cool, there's a question. 
Uh, I love my golf now. I'd, I'd hate to miss out on playing Augusta. If anyone's listening that's got contacts to get me on Augusta, that's on <laughs> that's on the bucket list. Um, put the invite in the post and I'll join you out there any time. Uh, how, how much is the pool though, Teddy? I mean, for example, if if the if the phone rang and yep, we can get you playing on it, Teddy, but you gotta you gotta go around the course with Donald Trump. Would you do it? <laughs> it's a bit harsh on Donald. I'm sure he's got his plus points. <laughs> So that's a yes then. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Done. I mean, <laughs> he's looking for partners. You know, there's the whole the backward pants things. Uh, it could be quite an interesting look. But yeah, fair <laughs> enough, Teddy. So so it's mostly golf related for you these days. It is these days. I mean, obviously, I'm going to get excited about the Euros uh, coming up in the, in the summer that was this week, starting this week. So, uh, but. I can't, I can't do that anymore. You know, I've got a bad right knee that, that stops me from even joining in charity games now. I can't even pass the ball from here to there because of, you know, the fear of it hurting. And then when, when you do do that and someone looks at you and says, can't even pass from here to there and you used to play for Man United. Are you sure you're, you're in, you know? Mm-hmm. So people look at you a little bit strangely, you know, so I'd rather not bother now and concentrate on my golf. So I'm enjoying doing that. Well, those doubting Thomases, Teddy, they're the ones you bring to the uh, to the Sheringham Museum, isn't it? They're the ones that, here you go, hold that golden boot, see how much that weighs. Yeah, you can't do that to everyone, though, can you, when they're looking at you and go, come on, you come in and have a look as well then. Yeah, look, that's what I want, look, there you go. <laughs> you might not want that many people in your house, to be fair. Yeah. No. <laughs> you could just do a little YouTube video talking us through it, though, Teddy. There you go, there's a link, you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> it, could yeah. be, it could be doable. How good? How good a chance have we got, Teddy? Because you know the nation wants England to go on and win this, obviously. But realistically, with the squad we've got, how good are Gareth Southgate's boys? Are we? Are we in with a shot? Yeah, I, I, I'm optimistic. I'm excited by the young talent that's coming through. Um, if I had to be a little bit pessimistic, I would say. I would be cautious in that there's not enough experience. When when you look at our Euro 96 squad, we had a team full of captains and experience all over the pitch. There's not too many in this team. And there are times in a tournament where you, it becomes, becomes a bit sticky and you know hard working to, to grind out a result like, like we did against the Scots maybe or the Spanish in the next game after that. You know, it, you, you've got to grind results out. It's not all flowing free-flowing football and um, there are times when you need to have that experience to understand how the game's going and change it a little bit. Um, we don't really have that in this team, but the enthusiasm of, of youngsters and being on a high at the moment hopefully can carry us through with, without having to, to go through that sticky patch, but it gives me a little bit of caution. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And and Teddy, I don't want to get sort of too political for you, but it's obviously made a lot of the headlines recently. Some of the uh, some of the fans were booing when the players were taking the knee the other day. What's your sort of reaction to that? Uh, I've been asked that a couple of times this week, and it's like, well, let's let's get in the crowd and ask these people why they're booing. You know what what is the what is the meaning of this yeah. football? Football players, football in general, football clubs are, are doing so much to get racism out of our game, um, get racism out of our social scenes. That's what we're trying to do. But there's obviously still people out there that don't adhere to that. Let's find out why. Get in there, you know, get in there and ask them. Try and, try and educate educate these people so that 
so that we can all live on an even even keel. Yeah, that makes sense. Teddy, we should get you into politics. I mean, you're prepared to play golf with Donald Trump. You can uh, you can talk to the people that are, are kind of having contentious reactions to things. How about it? No, not for me. No, <laughs> I, not. <laughs> I thought we'd found yeah. the next the next chapter in Teddy Sheringham's career. No, uh, no, 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 no. There's too much talking and not enough doing that. That is, um, I'm a, I'm a doer rather than a talker about it. I, I want to be out there doing something. Teddy, what, you've been great company. I mean, we could talk forever, but I'm mindful that you've got a thousand other interviews to do. Thank you very much for talking me to, to me today. I really appreciate it. Cheers, Andy. Cheers, mate. Have a great one. The Andy J Podcast. There we go. Teddy Sheringham, England legend on the Andy J Podcast. Thanks ever so much for finding us. I hope you stick around for more conversations. Take a look into our back catalogue. And, well, why don't you choose some of your favourites? We have had so many star, star names on the show now. Then just have a little flick through our back catalogue. Two conversations with Jeremy Clarkson. And if you're into your cars, we've also had James May and Richard Hammond. And then we've had other legends like Olivia Coleman, the Oscar winner, and Liam Neeson, and many, many 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 more thanks for your company today make sure you check out our other episodes and we hope to see you again very soon walk safe bye-bye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.